0: Manawaker Studios' Flash Fiction Podcast is supported by patrons on Patreon. To find out more, or to add your support for as little as a dollar a month, visit patreon.com slash manawaker. Welcome to Manawaker Studios' Flash Fiction Podcast. I'm C.B. DeRoghi. This week, Speakers by Joe Bauman. When the children begin babbling, noises gurgling up amongst their bubbly spit and the flailing of their pudgy arms, we take them to the doctor for the procedure. They're laid down on the crinkly leather seats, waxy strips of paper running down the center and squeaking under their rolly weight. After they're conked out by a solid dose of general anesthetic, one of the pediatricians, We all hope for the youngster with the thick mane of chestnut hair. She has the steadier hands. Comes in and sews their lips shut. She uses a synthetic ropey steel, pliant but firm, the kind that has enough give for breathing, but won't rip out through the skin of the more resistant and petulant toddlers, dabbing away the little beads of blood that pop up on their skin where the needle pierces through. We explain then, after they've come out of it, once the goosey fog of Dipravan has lifted and the terror has drained from their eyes, we tell them over and over, and by tell of course we mean write on the erasable boards that hang from our necks, that it's for their own good, that if we don't do this, they'll waste their one hundred words too fast, and they'll lose their tongues." The frenulum and styoglossus and hyoglossus simply dissolving, the veiny muscle sliding out of their mouths like a dead slug, lolling on the floor to rot. Even though we know they're too young to truly understand, their faces twisted with the implosive feeling of betrayal that leaves knots in their roomy, slippery chests. We write down everything, all that we are capable of explaining, despite the fact there is no explanation at all. It's happened to too many of us, we say. We were thoughtless with our speech, didn't consider how fast 100 words goes by, how little you can actually say in such a space, especially if you're wasteful or indecisive. We've expelled our tongues while yelling at the television, watching football and lamenting dropped passes, while arguing over the president during Thanksgiving dinner between sips of cheap white wine, while exhorting wildly on the cusp of orgasm and groaning into soiled bedsheets. The severance isn't painful, so much as discomforting. A vacuuming excision that feels like getting the wind knocked out of you and being unable to ever fully catch your breath and so we take it upon ourselves to save them, these new children. We barely speak to them, and that helps, grinding their acquisition of language to a crawl. But there is still television and movies and music. They hear human voices on YouTube and podcast and Sesame Street. We know they must develop their voices in some way. Feel the gurgling rise of self-expression that stretches from the groin to the glottis. They will need to be able to say, I love you, to propose marriage, to greet police officers, and choose paper or plastic bags. Their ability to evoke these things in writing or with their sacred limited voices comes, we know, through the capacity to speak, which comes only from hearing words dictated by real living vocal cords. We know, too, that the children will never be movie stars or congressmen or singers or talk show hosts, lavished for their language and diction and cadence. They will not become comedians that leave audiences in teary laughter, sides stitched with humored cramps or voiceover workers extolling cleaning products or new prescription drugs, The children can hum and whistle and dance, but never debate from behind a particle board podium or belt out the national anthem at all-star games. We want them to savor their words, to not waste them before they comprehend their meaning, the weight and significance. Losing their tongues while still entrenched in diapers, or nursing, or sleeping with nightlights, or wetting the bed, or cowering at large dogs and blaring noises. So despite their rage and sense of violation and betrayal, we stitch them up. Shut up their lips for them until they come of age, until they understand menstruation and the potential consequences of sex until they can drive cars and ask customers if they want fries with that. They glare at us with anger and lashing hatred when we return to the doctor, where they can now leap up onto the squeaky leather of their own accord, wincing as the threads are plucked out, leaving their skin dotted with tiny, permanent scars, some of the holes forever gaping which they might fill with silver studs or larger garish hoops and bangles as a show of defiance toward what we've done to them. Others will keep those new gaps, letting diet soda and gravy and sluices of grease squeak through them, gross-outs and party tricks they'll perfect at the dinner table while we smack our plates with our forks and glare at them, only to be shrugged at with disaffected malaise. But we will accept this rage, this rift, this vitriol, because we know that they need their storehouse of 100 words. Only by enslaving them to silence for so long will they appreciate what we have forced them to retain. Only then will the children be able to choose their own words, begin the countdown to the loss of their tongues, fill their mouths with that glorious vibration of sound. This has been Speakers, written by Joe Bauman, and first appearing in Flash Fiction Magazine. For more information about Manowaker Studios' other projects, including books and games, visit manowaker.com, which is also where you should go to learn more about the authors featured on this podcast, or to get details about submitting a story. The Flash Fiction Podcast theme song is by Kevin McLeod. Menawaker Studios Director of DICE is Ben Bastin. I'm CB Drogi. You can follow me on Twitter and Facebook at CBDROEGE. Thanks for listening.